Open your Bibles very quickly with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 26. Probably one of the shortest messages you'll ever hear me speak. How many of you just got really excited? You just, you're like, we might actually get like those other restaurants or those other churches do to restaurants. Let's get into God's word this morning. Matthew chapter 26, we'll go there in just a moment. But I want to introduce you to something today. I want to tell you that there's a new restaurant in town. And this morning it is called the Summit Cafe. And this bit of an illustrated word that God gave me in my heart to preach on, I'm actually speaking on what we call communion. What in the world is communion? We've been doing it our whole lives. I can remember as a boy, my dad pastored, many of you know, he became a believer and he pastored these little tiny churches. And, and, and man, my brother and I love communion Sunday because, because we'd sneak in the back and eat all the leftover stuff. And, and, then, we, and then we got caught. And we don't want to go talk about that. It's not important. I've blocked that out of my mind. But, 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 I mean, I can remember in communion was just kind of something you did. Nobody ever explained it to me. Nobody said, well, this is what. And, in fact, uh, it's so amazing. Catholic or Episcopalian or Lutherans tend to take it more serious than, than other churches, than the Protestant churches. And, and so uh, what you've got to understand is, is as I move into this word, God spoke to me. He said, I want you to teach on the, the blood in the body. So it's going to be a really interactive kind of word today. God spoke to me when I was praying. He said, call it table for two. And so as we, as we move into this, uh, how many of you know that Jesus is our middleman? Or what do you mean? On the cross, he was hung in the middle. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's our middleman. He became our mediator, and the Bible says, and our covenant. A ransom. So in other words, I don't have to go sit in a box and talk to a priest because I can simply hit a knee and talk to him. How many of you are excited about that? You can actually talk to your God. But what you've got to understand is, as I move into this word, you've got to realize if he's our middleman, and he says, I will take your petitions to the Father if you ask anything in my name. The problem with the body of Christ is this. That we really don't understand relationship with Jesus. And that's what communion was all about. It's realizing. Why do you think we call it the summit? Because he was at the peak of the hill. He was the middle man. He was crucified between the trees. There's two trees in God's word. There, there's the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We know what happened with that tree. And then the tree of life and revelation. And Jesus was crucified in the middle between the trees. We're stuck in the trees right now. You're stuck in the forest. But Jesus said, I understand because I was crucified in the middle. And what you got to know is God says, I'm wanting to be your friend. I'm wanting to hang out with you. I'm wanting to, to, to get to know you just a little bit. So it's my goal to take you on a journey. Uh, uh, because the Bible says he makes intercession on our behalf. To take you on a journey that he meets us at the middle. So you can really understand what, how sacred and intimate communion is. Intimate moments that he gave creation an opportunity to be able to be a part of something he believed in. What do you mean by that, Pastor? He's given us physical demonstrations of spiritual realities. One of those, water baptism. Man, I believe in it. It's an outward sign of an inward washing. You're saying to the world, I have been washed. Another one of those is baby dedication. Another one of those is today when I do that wedding, 
Because see, still not very good. when you're born, you ought to be dedicated unto the Lord. And when you're married, it ought to be at an altar. And when you die, you're offered back up to the Lord. But there's two specific sacraments, and I'm going to hit one of them today, that Jesus said, do this all the time. Now, we don't really do this because it does take up time. In fact, if we're not careful, we'll go months without doing communion. Somebody told me between services they had not had communion since 2002, and they go to church every week since their wedding. Man, but I've been guilty of this, so, so let me take you uh, on a journey. Have you ever had a really cool special meal? I mean, between a man and a woman, an intimate, romantic dinner. I'll never forget, uh, Karen and I flew to Hawaii, and, and uh, I had to speak there. And how many of you know that's suffering when you got to go speak in Hawaii? I mean, just, just wish somebody else would take that load. And, and so we went to Maui for 10 days, and we did everything. We surfed, we, did, we snorkeled, we did everything. But we went to a place called the Lahana Fish Factory and we, for our 10-year anniversary. And we're sitting there on the bay, and it's so gorgeous in Hawaii. And I gave her a tennis bracelet, which the dog later ate. And um, God rest that dog's soul. And so, but it was one of those nights where we, 10 years of marriage, and we recommitted, and we rededicated ourselves to each other. You have to have those in a marriage, or your marriage will fall apart. There's been times where Karen and I have looked at each other and said, who are you? We, we, we jokingly do it because we've been so busy we don't hang out and talk anymore and, we, and when we do that we throw the brakes I turn off the phone I cancel all the appointments and we go and get to know each other because she's my sweetheart but do you know it's kind of the same way between a bride and groom between you the bride and him the groom how often times let me, let me, let me, let me hurry because, because um, I, I, I want you to understand that there was a Passover meal at one time and it wasn't romantic. In fact, it was the last meal of Jesus. So write this down. Why do we celebrate communion? Now, now we know that every day Jesus makes intercession. We know that God the Father, Zephaniah 3 says, sings songs over us. But when's the last time you broke bread with Jesus? See, Jesus... On the night he was betrayed, the Bible says, celebrated Passover. Now, we know that he was a kosher Jew. We know that he did everything that was right under the law. So what was Passover? Where do we get communion from? It's the Passover meal. Let me bring it to light for you. Passover begins on the 14th day of the month of Nisan, which is equivalent to March and April. And in, in the Gregorian calendar, it's the very first month, and also the Hebrew calendar. It's the, 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 the festival year, according to the Hebrew Bible. And in the story of Exodus chapter 12, you all know the story. Uh, the Israelites had been held in bondage for over 400 years, and, and God raises up Moses and Aaron to get them free, and they go to Pharaoh and Pharaoh just keeps making false promises, so God sends one plague after the other, after the other, all the way up to the 10th plague. Till finally the 10th plague would be one that, that, that would kill the firstborn son. And God told the Israelites, he said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. They were instructed to mark the doorposts of their homes with the blood of a spring lamb, a young baby lamb. And upon seeing that blood on the doorpost in the top, the death angel passed by. So they began to celebrate Passover. They used unleavened bread. The reason why is because they were in such a hurry, it would be the very next day they would leave and cross the Red Sea. 
that they did not have time to bake bread. So there was no leaven in the bread. They just took bread with no leaven in it, so meaning it could not rise. So that's why they used unleavened bread. Everybody's still with me, right? So again, welcome to the Summit Cafe. But, but, but understand something. We all know the story of the Last Supper. Passover meal was taking place at, at a supernatural different level. It was truly the night when the real lamb would be led to the slaughter. Hebrews said it could not take the blood of bulls and goats anymore. It took the blood of a, of a, of a Savior. And it was the night of the, the, that, that the death angel would, would not be able to touch my house ever again. It was the night that the Savior um, would be prepared to shed his blood. So what does it say in Matthew 26? This is our scripture real quickly. Looking at verse 26. I, I want you to get this because... If you, if you listen closely to this verse, it'll bring it to life to you. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then, then, he, then he, he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered them, saying, Drink from it, all, you, all of you, and this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Verse 29, I tell you, and he was letting him know I'm never going to eat again. It would be the last meal Jesus would ever eat as a human slash God. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Anybody excited about having communion with Jesus in heaven? Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives and then Jesus told him, this very night, you will all fall away on my account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Communion. What is it? It's a sacrament. It's sacred. It's one of those moments where you get so real. What does communion mean? It means covenant. In fact, the Catholic call it uh, transubstantiation, which literally means that when you drink of the blood, you're actually drinking the real blood of Christ. And when you eat of the, the bread, you're actually eating the real body uh, of, uh, of, of Jesus. That's why communion is such a big deal in the Catholic church. In fact, kids, when they do it for the first time, they, they get to, uh, people give them gifts. It's a very big deal. Protestants, Believe in uh, consubstination, which means the bread and wine are different elements from the blood and the body. But Christ's presence by faith is made spiritually real in and through them. How many of you get that so far? Now, Pastor, you're going to preach a whole message. You love to speak. You love to go crazy. You're going to do a whole message on communion. Yeah. Yeah, because I've learned that most of us really don't know how to have a deep relationship with Christ. When's the last time you had a dinner with Jesus? That's where we're going today. I love what St. Augustine said. He said, recognize in this bread what hung on the cross and in this chalice what flowed from his very side. Whatever was in many and varied ways announced beforehand in the sacrifices of all the Old Testament pertains to this one sacrifice which is revealed in the New Testament. So, so write this down. Number two, everybody is invited to dinner. You know what I love about Jesus? He hung out with the worst of the worst. Look what it says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. 
to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I overcame, sat down with my father on the throne. You know what I love about Jesus? He would eat with anybody. He really didn't like the religious. Do you have a reservation? Uh, I don't see you on the list. You have to have relationship it, with him. It, it's okay. He's with me. I met him last night. That's great. Come on in. I'm so glad you're here. Here, have a seat with me. Thank you. For years I've been a nobody. I didn't choose this life. I'm so thankful you have a seat for me here. Of course I do. You're not a nobody. You're the child of God. I have a plan for you. I love you. I believe in you. Matthew chapter 9, verse 10 through 12 says it best. It says, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw, that his, uh, saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors? Now understand, tax collectors were the ultimate traitors. They were hired by the Roman government to collect the money from the Jewish. They hated tax collectors. They were the worst of the worst. So they asked, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this is one of my favorite lines. Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. See, what you're going to learn about the Summit Church is I cannot wait. I hope that we have the, the businessman sitting and on the next chair, uh, we have the, a homeless man. It is not about your social status or not whether or not you were liked in high school or whether or not you're special or brilliant or dumb or tall or skinny or fat. What I love is we are all a part of the body of Christ and we will have supper with everybody in this house. Everybody's invited. Come on and get excited. Well, look, look, look at Luke chapter 14, verse 12. Then Jesus said to his host, and I love this one. When you give a luncheon or dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers or relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back. So you'll, you'll get, he said, basically, you'll get repaid for it. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you'll be repaid at the resurrection of righteousness. Oh, I love that right there. Write this next one down dinner conversations. See, I, if I could actually just go and sit down with Jesus for a minute, I have so many questions for him. Like, like, did your family like you? Uh, did you ever get picked on? Did you, didn't you hate those Pharisees? Wouldn't you like to punch them in the jaw? I mean, I got questions for him. Like, like, uh, what happened to your dad? Because he disappeared. Joseph disappeared at the time you were lost at the temple and you were teaching. I got so many dinner questions for you. I, I can't wait for heaven because I'm going to ask him, you know, real questions like, Jesus, what was it like when Judas kissed you on the cheek that night or Peter denied you? And I'm going to get into that in just a second. I've got a bunch of dinner questions for him because he's about conversation. Yes, he's expecting you. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Will you have dinner with me? Jesus, I'm so tired. I work all day and I run around with the children and in it all, my husband doesn't even know I exist. I'm hurting. I'm hurting, Jesus. I know. I, I know you're tired. And that's what this time is for. It's for me and you to be together. And I will give you strength. And I see all that you do. 
some of the questions I might ask him is, hey, Jesus, are you hungry? Wouldn't you love to eat a Big Mac, Jesus, since you created everything? But maybe he'll answer Pat with Matthew 4, 4, and that is, it's written, man doesn't live on bread alone, but on, the very, on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I think that means we have a starving generation because not very many people are asking God anything right now. I'd ask him something like, Jesus, were you a hero in your hometown? Did they like name the stadium Jesus Christ Stadium? And he would say to me, they took offense at him, but Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. He'd say no. And he couldn't even do any miracles in his own house. Just talking about dinner for two. Maybe the questions would just get a little bit deeper and I... Maybe I'd ask him, hey, Jesus, how, how can I show you my love? And maybe he'd say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. And if we just took our conversation a little bit deeper is, is Jesus, how come the world don't get it? Why, why are uh, they blowing themselves up for Allah? Why, why, why are they building tabernacles to Joseph Smith? Why, why don't they, why in the, in the nations, my daughter's from, why are they, Jesus, why are they rubbing a, a Buddha belly? I, I, I don't get it. And maybe he would say this. John chapter 15. The Lord, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you come on in <clears throat> I've been waiting for you here sit with me how are you I'm good but my friends are all out partying and I'm tired of them asking me to do the stuff that I know is wrong but it's just so tempting I know temptation I was there I even know what it's like to have my own brothers ridicule me but I'm always there with you and in that moment when it seems like temptation is too much that's, that's when I'm there. And that's why this time this communion is important. It, maybe, maybe I'd ask him a question. I mean, I'm getting real now. Jesus, am I really your friend? He'd say, greater love is no other man than this. They lay down his life for his friends. You're, you're my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, meaning we can know God's business. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. So you, you taught him all this, didn't you, Father God? He did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask for in my name. That's basically should be on your wall of your refrigerator, man. That is the plan. You do this, I'll give you everything. The Bible says. Maybe I'd look at him and go, hey, why me? Why do you love Pat? I've made so many mistakes. I, I, I got a temper and shoot my mouth off and and. Maybe he would say this in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died, and he died for all, and that those who live should no longer live for, for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. His love was compelling. Come on. 
He's been expecting it for quite a while. Come right ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Come on in. Come on in. Thank you. So Thank glad you're here. Thank you. Have a seat. Thank you so much. How are things? Well, Jesus, I don't know if you've been seeing the news lately, but business has been so bad lately. Um, they're laying people off. I don't even know if I can feed my family. Jesus, I think I, I just need your help. I will provide for you. You are a man of God. You make decisions with integrity. I will take care of you. Don't worry. I just have a feeling that if I were to eat supper with Jesus and we we're closing out our meal, the last thing he would say would be the last thing he told the disciples. Scripture that didn't really come alive to me till I accepted the call of God in my life. And it's Matthew 28, verse 19. It says, however it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has for those, prepared for those who love him. And Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's what it says in Matthew. Uh, write, write this down. Communion is a private meal with everybody. Don't you love that? When we observe communion, we show our participation in the body of Christ. His life becomes our life, and we become members of each other. Look what 1 Corinthians 10, verse 16 says. It, it, it talks about it. Paul's talking about it here, and he says, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks and participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the, blood, the bread that we break uh, participation in the body? He says, This cup is the blood, and that's the body that was broken for me and you so see my whole goal this morning as I wrote this word in my prayer room I said God I'm so tired of us not realizing the price but it goes on to say because there is one loaf we who are many are one body we all partake of the one loaf you know what that means every Jewish household had a seat that no one could sit in at their table save for the Messiah so when Jesus went to the Last Supper, he sat down in the seat that was reserved for the Messiah. And then he took and broke the bread and he took the middle piece, father, son, middle man. And let them know I'm the Messiah. Well, what, you, what, what, what are you talking about, Pastor? Oh, listen, 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 listen. I'm reminded of. Communion is that special dinner like Karen and I have. I'm reminded on the road to Emmaus, remember that? When you walked up after you've already died and resurrected, you walk up to the two disciples walking down the road. And in fact, one of them was your uncle that raised you. And, and you, you walked all the way home with them. And they bid you to not stop. They said, stay, stay. You sat down, and as you sat down, you broke the bread. And then you took the middle piece. And the Bible says, and their eyes were open. And as their eyes were open, they said, did we not feel a stirring in our hearts, a burning? When you do communion, you should feel a burning just to know him. Pastor, I've never heard anybody preach on communion. I, God made me. Yes, your name is here. We've got a wonderful menu prepared for you. Thank you. Come on in. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. 
Why is it my children don't visit me? I get so lonely sometimes. I just have no purpose. I just want to go home. It's not time yet. I have so much more for you. You still have purpose. I still have a plan for you. So important. What are the ingredients of communion? Well, we know there's the bread and there's the blood. We know the bread, uh, it, 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 these elements don't change. Jesus said, do this, and, and representing Christ's body and blood. In fact, Isaiah talked about what Jesus would go through. In Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 4, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. But surely he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we consider him stricken by God, smitten by man, and afflicted. His body, when they took it, I talked about it at Easter, and they ripped all the flesh off of it, and they, they destroyed him, and they crushed him. He said, take my body. Be a part of my suffering for you. And then he talked about the, 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 the blood, the, the, the wine, Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was pierced for our sin, our transgressions. He was crushed for my secret sin. That's what the word iniquity comes from. Secret sin. Secret things. Shh, don't tell nobody. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds were healed. Do you know that I have been with people when they've gotten baptized in water and they've come out healed completely? One lady, crippling arthritis, put in, a, in, the, in, the, in the baptistry out of a wheelchair. She wanted so much. Came up out of the wheelchair, uh, came up out of the water standing and walked all the way out when I was a youth pastor in Florida. Give God a praise offering for that. But if when we drink the blood, we're drinking healing. Nonetheless, I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful meal. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. I have a seat just for you. How are you? So, so many people don't understand what sacrifices we make trying to make them safe. It's, it's so interesting. I know the sacrifice you make. I know sacrifice. But you're not alone out there. Do you remember the night when you thought you'd lost control of your motorcycle and you were headed toward the ravine? was my hand with my father's behind me that held you up. I know sacrifice. I understand. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curses everybody who's hung on a tree. And we're done. A meal is served. Would you stand with me across the house? What do you mean? In fact, Paul gave us clear direction on how we're to do this thing in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 through 30. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said... Pastor, pastor, wait. 
You've been so busy taking care of everyone else, you've forgotten about yourself. Have a seat with me. <laughs> I just want them to love you like this. Sometimes I wonder if they're going to show up or are they hurting? What's going on? Yeah. But honestly, Jesus, I just need this. You and me, I just need you. I know. I know how much you love them and, and I know how busy you get and I know you just want them to love me. But you first have to have this time with me. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I've been a little too busy lately. God just telling me that. In the way, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. In remembrance of me, for whenever you eat this bread or, or drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the, the bread or drinks the cup uh, of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself. I love that right there. Before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord, eats and drinks judgment on himself. You know what? You said do this in memory. God says, I want to give you a memory of me. He said, it's communion with him. The word communion means covenant. Simply to share in the very body of Christ. It's part of us being a part of the betrayal and the crucifixion and the resurrection. Then he said, you know what? Not only is it communion, but it's a declaration. We're saying, I believe you died for me. Not Muhammad. Not Krishna, some, not some false god, not some 10,000 Hindu gods. But you died for me because it says in verse 26, whoever well, eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. You're saying, I got a friend that died for me. That's what you're doing. And then it's also time to get real because it's a sobering moment. Look at verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, he'll be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. And then he gets even deeper on that. It's an examination time. I remember when we would take communion when I was a kid and my mom saying, boy, you better be all right or you're going to die. I mean, it, but it, it really is that. And she took it literal. Remember, my family was drug addicts off the streets. When they got saved, they took the Bible for what it is. I don't even know we need to get back to doing that again. Not in what truth you make it. It's the truth that it's in it. But... He said it's an examination time, an inventory time. What's Pat been up to? Pat, are you staying pure? Pat, are you guarding your mind? Pat, are you treating your family right? Pat, are you spending time with me? 1 Corinthians 28, verse 29. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. So really... When we have communion, it's dinner for two. It's a time of recommitment. First John tells us in, 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 in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess, that word is uh, homologia in the Greek. It means to openly agree with how you feel about our sins. 
if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all sins and cleanse me from what ain't right. And all you're asking us to do is just remember. Thanks for coming, baby Jesus. Thanks for bringing your dad. Communion isn't just about doing this thing at church. Dads, you can do with this with your kids at home. You can do it without the elements. Communion is just getting to know the Lord. A minute ago when I was up here, he said, Pat, you've been so busy. Where are you at, Pat? So here, Mr. Preacher Man up here preaching in the middle of his sermon has to say, God, I'm sorry. All he really wants from you is to hang out with you. He's the middleman. And he says, when you do communion, it's going to be a sobering moment. Let me get some of the pastors and some of the LAT to come help me. Um, I didn't, we didn't plan it. We didn't tell you to get ready to do this. So if you're in leadership, just, just come up if you would, if you don't mind. If you just come up. Just, just come on. I need, I need three or four or five, six guys. Come on, fellas. Come on. Now, now let, let, me, let me wrap this service up. Um, we kind of do it modern-like. You peel the top layer off, and there's the bread, and then there's the juice inside of it. So in just a minute, Janice, happy birthday. Um, we're going to let you do this. Chris, it's going to be for real. It's, it's going to be intimate. And the reason why I deliberately planned a shorter message than usual is because we've got to get back to, it's not about all the other stuff. We've got to get back to, to spending just that private time. We're real hanging out with him because of what he did for us. So here's what I want to do. I want you to sing that, um, that chorus, that bridge. And I want you, you can sit down where you're at. We're going to stand back up in a minute. Or, or you can walk around. You can do whatever you want. Just stay right here. I want, you know what I want you to do? I, I want you to examine yourself. Let's go to the doctor for a minute. And he's going to show you, because he loves you so much, he doesn't condemn you. He's going to show you what's in your life that's got to come out. And the Passover meal will happen. So just shut your eyes. Just sing that chorus for me a couple times. And we're not, you don't have to pray or anything. Just say, God, what's in me that you want out? Am I full of pat? Am I full of junk? Am I full of garbage? Am I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Just take a minute. Pastor, this is really different. Yeah, today it is. Okay. God's saying, Pat, call people to intimacy. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead.
let you get up yet. God just wants to talk to you. I know this is different, but please do it right. Telling the church, I can feel God walking in this room. I can feel Him walking right now. Maybe He'll brush up against you. stand with me across this house. Now, I know that you just examined yourself. Not everybody else around you. See, that's what we do at church. We're really good at like me checking out, you know, Carrie. What's, what's in Carrie's life? But this is a moment where Jesus says, examine yourself. Get your eyes off people. Get your eyes off. You know, our church is so, we're two years old, and we're so, so full of people that have been hurt in other churches. And they're just waiting on you and I to hurt them. They're waiting on me and Karen to hurt them, waiting on us to be abusive. Or, we've talked about it, had we, Randy? I mean, they're just waiting on that. It's not going to happen. Because, because we hold each other accountable. And because Jesus won't let it happen. But, but even during this time, it's not a time to even worry about what Brian's doing. It's time to worry about what you're doing. And so I know you took a moment and examined yourself. I, I believe that. So, so can, can we just pray a prayer together? This is just the beginning of this, by the way. But can we just pray a prayer together to just make sure we're all okay? Is that all right? Because I don't want you to do this wrong, man. I, I just don't want this done wrong. Pray this prayer with me. Dear, dear Jesus. Come on, you can even say it bolder if you want. Dear Jesus. Thanks for being the middleman. Thanks for getting in my way. I need you to change me. Please forgive me. Start me over. From this day forward, if you'll forgive me of my sins, everything that happened leading up to this moment is washed away. Forgive me, Lord. I repent. I'm so sorry. I don't ever, say it, I don't ever want to take your body and blood for granted. You paid a price for me. I love you, Jesus. Okay, now here's the next part. Fellas, if you'll help me, we're going to, Give these elements to people. Hey, here's what I'm asking you to do. I know it's a little bit different. We did it first service, and first service a little bit more full than in here, but and we did okay with it. Would you just get out, come up here, man, and grab one of these and just stay up in the front, off to the side somewhere? Come on, everybody. We're asking everybody that would uh, here. No, you just hold it up to them. Just hold it up and just take the tray. Take it right off the tray. Just, just like that. Just would you come and get one of these and uh, and and um, and get ready? 
and just and move off to the sides or something. Just, just come up and just face me. Just keep facing me right up here. I'll, I'll get on the on the platform so you can see me better. But, but just come on up as close as you can if you if you can. Nothing else matters. Just want to be with you, Lord. It's one life. Aren't you proud? Aren't you honored to hold the blood mark? Chris, would you join me on the platform? Take me deeper and deeper in your now. Take me deeper and Take and peel this top part off. You know, I want you to do something different. I want you to put it between your, your, almost your index finger and your thumb. Just like that. Just like that. And I want you to snap it. Because that's the noise that was made throughout eternity when his body was broken. Before you take it, you're holding a representative of a body that was broken for you when you didn't deserve it. Chris, would you, would you pray over, the, over the, the body? Father, we just thank you on this morning for blessing us to be in a good place, oh God, at a good time, Father. You brought us here as a family, and Lord, if we just take this bread, it represents your body, we break it and we eat it in obedience to your word. And again, we say we thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, tell him thank you. Begin to just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because see, this is real deal stuff right here. This is that moment where God begins to just do something so big inside of you. I just know that when we do this, heaven looks down and smiles. Tom, Tom, I know this is awkward for you, but I'm going to ask you to do this for me. Tom, I know what God brought you from. Addictions and everything else. Tom, I just want you to thank him for the blood. Would you do this? We just thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you've done for all of us in, in all of our lives. I just thank you, Lord. I praise you and worship you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. In Christ's name, amen. can wash away my sins nothing but let's worship the Lord in boldness and fire come on oh what can make me whole
but the blood do that again sing that part again you ready come on let's sing what can Listen to this part. You ready? Who oh, can make me whole? Can make me whole again? Nothing. Nothing but the blood. Oh, he's so precious. Let's lift our hands and worship him. better than that you got to give him some praise now you got to give him some praise come on see what I want you to know is that when you walk out of here today what you were like when you walked in even as a believer even as a good guy it's all washed away you're brand new when you walk out of this room, if you prayed that prayer, you took that communion, it doesn't matter what you've done. It's over with. And I want you to know this. Karen and I were talking a couple days ago. We are so honored to help lead your lives. God's given us an incredible team. Pastor Sean and Enid, Eric and Jill, Doug and Sonia, Reeves and Jen, the whole team, Greg and Ginger. I mean, we just got such an incredible team, but really church without you is just nothing and we're not about Sunday morning we're about doing family together for life and we are dreaming with you and this may have been a very different and a bit heavy message but how many of you know it was time for us to get back to the basics again and when you go home man I encourage you. I've done communion with orange juice with my family it's okay um but I encourage you, if you don't do communion on, but I encourage you as a family to say, we want God in our house. And we're going to walk in integrity and purity. In, in two and a half hours, I'll be saying the vows of a young couple that's got the whole world in front of them. And it's a very special day when I do that wedding this afternoon. But you know what? There's going to be no greater wedding than when, I, when we all just... And by the way, you get to wear shorts in heaven. And, and a ball cap, I believe. But there's going to be nothing cooler than when you walk into heaven and the Father says, because Jesus said, the next time I drink from this cup will be with you in the presence of my Father. So the next time he and I load up on some grape juice, it's going to be right there. But see, what you got to realize is when you walk out of here today, you're not a failure. This wasn't some religious act to get you clean for right now. No, no, this was a relationship act. It says tomorrow morning I need to sit down and ask him a few questions. Hey, Jesus, what do you want to do in my kids' lives today? He's there. Just waiting on you to talk to him. Summit family, I'm proud of you.
We're going to change this city. We're going to take this city. And I know. See, I want to bring all these lost in, but God's not going to stick a healthy baby in a sick incubator. So that means we got to get us right. Because in three months at that launch, and we're reaching into the city, going deeper, we got to be okay. Every tribe and every nation. And here's what I want you to know is, if we get this part right, he'll handle everything else. We won't worry about finances, worry about the loans, none of that junk. Because he said, don't even worry about that.